Hello, this is Peter Woolfolk. First, let me say thank you so much for being a listener. Now, I want to alert you to our shiny new podcast website located at podpage.com. However, you can go directly to the podcast site located at www.publicrelationsreviewpodcast.com. There, you can contact me through email. You can leave a voice message. You can leave a review. You can read an episode blog and frequently learn about the podcast guests. You might also want to suggest podcast topic ideas or even suggest a guest. You can also let me know if you would like to receive our podcast listener logo that you can post on your social media. So I look forward to hearing from you about our new podcast website, www.publicrelationsreviewpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Public Relations Review Podcast and have a great day. Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review Podcast a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals, educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. Welcome to the Public Relations Review Podcast and to our listeners all across America and around the world. My guest today is Lonnie Cosina. He is the CEO of the Media Relations Agency, and he joins us today from Burnsville, Minnesota. Now, Lonnie launched his company with an unusual approach. He charged clients per media interview he secured and not by the hour. He pioneered this concept over 30 years ago, and clients loved the accountability because they always got the media coverage they paid for. Now, in addition, he is also the author of The CEO's Guide to to Marketing, an Amazon bestseller since 2017 and a 2018 Axiom Business Book Silver Award winner. Now, Lonnie says, if a product works well, even bad marketing can't kill it. But if people don't need the product, the best marketing in the world cannot save it. So, Lonnie, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks, Peter. So, let's begin about how you decided to launch your agency with a pay-per-view interview approach, how clients reacted to it, and, of course, the results as a result of you doing that. Well, you know, I'm so old now. It's been a long time. <laughs> 64. <laughs> right. So it was over 30 years ago, and it's just a different world uh, back then. But PR firms were very stuffy back. Um, if, you, if you went into a PR firm, they were, first of all, they were very uh, well-appointed, uh, black lacquer table. They all, uh, the, primarily men. They wore bow ties. Uh, <laughs> very uppity um, group. And, and I was working for a company at the time doing their uh, marketing, and we were doing a tremendous amount of direct market advertising, just you know, mailing out hundreds of thousands of uh, mailings and getting just thousands of thousands of leads back. And so my job at the time was to create leads. Mm-hmm. So I told these PR firms because I thought it might be a good idea to get some, you know, some media coverage, and I just didn't connect with them. They sold it hourly, and I don't know. They just I just didn't connect. I mean, I was in the trenches of selling stuff, you know, and really public relations back then wasn't, there was a real hard line between selling stuff and PR, you know, it was crisis management, community relations, investor relations, all of, all of the, uh, that type of, uh, relationship between a company and its different publics. Mm-hmm. And so 
I, but I want a PR anyway to make a maybe a long story real short here. I'll, I'll make it a little quicker here. I just I had the idea that if companies so if somebody was to sell publicity by the story and just charge per story and you'd be sure to get something for it and you tell them, look, I don't know I don't know exactly what you're going to get. I don't know how it's going to work, but it makes sense to be in the media. Because a brand is really about fame. That's mm-hmm. a brand. A lot of people use brand as a synonym for product, you know. Mm-hmm. And what it really is is it's synonym for fame, right? And there's nothing better than making. There's nothing better for making somebody famous than the media. So I thought if I could get our products in the media, I could make them famous, right? I could make them into these, into these national brands. And so um, anyway, I just decided I was going to charge per story just kind of put together a menu of prices, took on the risk. You know, if we didn't get your placements, we didn't charge. And boy, the PR people hated me, but uh, the clients loved me. (laughs) Now, were you still with this firm when you did this or had you then moved away on your own when you started this? I actually talked the owner of the company. It's called Investment Rarities. I talked him into into loaning me some money to start the business and be my partner. Okay. And so... Um, I was able to do his marketing. He really liked me, liked the marketing I did. And, and so I, he gave me a little bit of a loan, $10,000. I, I bought him out about five years later for a, a very substantial sum. And um, he was happy. I'm happy. Well, let's make a distinction now between clients because I heard you mention products as compared to maybe stories. Uh, were, to me, there's a difference between, let's say, a research firm and an automobile dealership because placements seem to be different then. So make the distinction between the types of clients that you were pitching uh, your services to. Oh, there's really, you know, I say product, but really in, you know, in, in marketing terms, product and service, are, they're the same thing, right? Okay. If, I, if I'm saying product, your listeners should be saying, okay, if they have a service, that's a service as well. Then you have the, the products that are sort of um, go directly to the consumers, and then you have kind of the intel inside. Sometimes they're ingredients or uh, parts, components within something that people don't really see, but that, that they're affected by. And so it doesn't matter whether it's really business to business or product or service or what have you. It's, you know, the people generally know if I if we got in the media, would that be good for us? You know, mm-hmm. if reporters all around the country were doing mm-hmm. stories about us, would that be good for our business? You know, yeah. So that's how kind of the audience can t- your audience can tell if they're thinking, yeah, you know, might jack up our sales a little bit if we were get these media mm-hmm. stories popping up all over. <laughs> so, so how did you but, make the? Uh, well, I guess maybe the better question might have been how did the uh, let's say uh, if it's the print or the uh, electronic media, how did they make the distinction between you just pitching a story of an issue or a topic as compared to uh, an automobile or washing machine? Well, you know what? Here's the thing about products and services: they all make people's lives better, more interesting, safer. There's some issue that it actually solves. Most products solve a solve a problem mm-hmm. right and so that so it's it's kind of blended like that as an issue now i don't we do some work for nonprofits. a lot of it's pro bono but we do some paid stuff for them as well and they're you know they're not selling a wash machine or a you know a hammer they're they're selling a concept and i don't know it's just i don't really you know i don't really i haven't really, it's interesting that you ask that because i don't really think of that distinction so much probably I guess maybe if it was more in the traditional PR world where you're 
where you're dealing with community mm-hmm. relations and crisis management, investor relations, things like that. I might think that way. But we've just – one thing that's really changed, you know, you asked me how I started the business. Well, over the years, when I, when I first started this, for, for a PR firm like mine to be involved in marketing was almost a no-no. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just <clears> – <throat> they did not like me at all, <laughs> much less selling it per story. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. They just – I was like – they would write these nasty things about me. You know, we sit the four, they sit four to a desk over there wearing telephone headsets. They're a bunch of phone <laughs> jockeys, you know, and, um, and, and in a sense we were because we were trying to sell stuff, you know, mm-hmm. but anyway, it's just, it's changed a lot. It's changed a lot over the years. And right now I think your audience really needs to understand marketing. Okay. It's such an important part of public relations right now. And for years, I used to laugh at the public relations people years ago. I used to say, you know, they deliver the money to a PR firm in a shoebox. They deliver it to ad agencies <laughs> in a dump truck. Uh-huh. I mean, all the money was flowing to the ad agents. And the PR firms had the trump card of marketing. There's mm-hmm. nothing better in marketing than getting media coverage. Right. And yet they, they, you know, they, it's like they, but that that line is gone today, and so a lot a lot of the groups that I speak to are uh, young folks getting into you know public relations, journalism, professionals, what have you, that are now seeing this big blend of marketing into um, into what they do. Well, you know, that's one of the reasons I wrote my book, by the way. And one of the things that I think of since you brought that up, uh, you know, in terms of making some distinctions or how you pitch the thing, because. Uh, a car can be an object. It, it is a car, but it's also if we talk about what it does and how it does it, and and the benefits of it, how it how it goes about doing something, transporting you there, getting you there faster, getting you there comfortably, uh, safely, those kinds of things. That I see can be a pitch that people can pay attention to once they understand mm-hmm. all the benefits that go along with how I'm getting from here to there. You know, if, to your point, if you go to the media and pitch a product, good luck. You aren't getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. You have to pitch. You have to pitch the story behind it. Right. That's what people want to hear. Okay. They don't want to hear somebody coming on talking about how great their product is, and you should buy ours, and the competition isn't as good. And you know, oh my gosh, no quicker way to lose your audience than you know start doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You got to get to the issues behind it. Okay. Well, let's talk about the. Oh, by the way, just. Simply, since it was a, a long way back, how much were you charging people to place these bots uh, on uh, or get these interviews, or pitch these stories successfully? Well, that's a, that's a good question. I hadn't thought about that. You know, when I first started, here's what we charged. We charged $50 an interview, 50 bucks. That's all. And and sometimes we get people in the Wall Street Journal and <laughs> and uh, we wised up pretty fast and we charge a lot more than that now. But still, it's just it's a fraction of what it would cost mm-hmm. you to advertise in some of the in these publications. No, I was I was about to say I just think that was an interesting concept because uh, you know as you know that most of the time media interviews and placements are included in an entire package that uh, that you know whether we charge by the hour or whether we on retainer. Uh, but the fact yeah. is, if I you know if I if I got it, I'm I'm going to pay for it. That obviously worked well because you're still here. That's right. Thirty years later, and. Yeah, made a lot of money and uh, do millions in business. Yep, the happy camper. You, you know, you have to focus on your market. If you focus on yourself and what you think they should want or, you know, they should think this way, you aren't going to make much mm-hmm. money. And the, and the market wanted that. They, you know, when if you have to do it hourly, you, like crisis management, how do you do crisis management on a per 
a placement or per, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can't do it. Right. It's, um, it's, it's, you have to charge hourly, mm-hmm. but when you can charge per story and take on some of the risk for the client, they like that, right. you know, if they yeah. yeah. Okay. Some things you can't though, you know, sometimes you have clients that we have clients that cause them. They don't want the paper interview. They want to do it by the hour. They have specific things that they want and they want us to do and what have you. And we're happy to do that. Mm-hmm. But most of it's the paper interview. Okay. Well, now let's shift to the CEO's Guide to Marketing, your Amazon bestseller. Let's uh, talk about how, what made you decide to write this book and then some of the things that we can glean from it uh, once we have it in front of us. And this, I think, is really important to anybody to be tuning into your, your podcast. Marketing has become so critical, and there's so much money to be made there. Like I said, they, there's a, just a tremendous amount of money flows into helping people sell stuff. And if you can provide them a machine where they put a quarter in and two quarters come out, they'll just keep giving you more and more money, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, and public relations and, and, and media coverage, is, there's just so much horse, marketing horsepower there. And so I was really frustrated um, I taught marketing for fun in my spare time. Just, I had a, I had a friend that was, uh, she was young pregnant and she was the head of a marketing department. She said, will you teach my marketing class for me for a semester? And I was like, no, probably not. And she said, well, it's just, you know, it's just like two, two days a week. And I said, well, what time is it? Well, it's from nine in the morning until noon. And I went, are you kidding me? Three hours? I can't do that. But my wife said, oh, Lonnie, you should do that. So I did it. I liked it. And so I, I have experience teaching students. And then also, you know, in running an agency for 30 years, you know, I have, you know, between 30 and 60 employees at any given time, mm-hmm. depending on market and what have you. And so, and they don't stay forever. So there's, you know, people have come and gone over the years. So I get exposure to a lot of folks. And also because we have hundreds of clients. I get in the kitchen of a lot of clients and I watch how they work, right? Here's the thing that's the one common thing among all these marketing people is they don't have a clue what they're doing. It's incredible. I was just like, I was telling my staff, you know, you guys, this is an embarrassment. We're an embarrassment. How can you not know marketing terms? You're professional marketers. You should know the difference between the marketing mix and the promotional mix and what a brand is the consumer buying process, all that stuff you should know mm-hmm. by heart. I mean, it's basic stuff. And what I found out is most agencies don't know it. Most marketing people don't know it. Most people in companies don't know it. And so it's really, it's really kind of a, it's, it's kind of an expose book. I don't think most CEOs realize that the people they're dealing with don't have a clue what they're doing. And so I thought I'm going to write this book and I'm, you know, the subtitle is the book every marketer should read before their boss does. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling on them, you know, I'm telling them, you don't want your boss reading this book and then coming to you and quizzing you on a couple of these things. Because, you know, why put yourself through that? That's and a scary that, thought. <laughs> if you're a professional marketer, you should know this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So. So I called it the CEO's Guide to Marketing. I wrote it to CEOs, but it's it's as much for the average market. Probably would say more for the average marketer out there to learn this stuff. And um, so I just did this simple little process, uh, show them how to do it. It's not 
It's not that hard to learn, and it'll make all the difference in the world in your marketing. Well, I understand that you, the process that you use here is that you collected all this information and condensed it down to six basic steps. What are those uh, steps? Well, the first one is being a competent marketer, just knowing your terms Mm -hmm. and knowing what the marketing process is. You know, you have a company that sells a product to a market and they have a message sent by a messenger to an audience, right? That's, and it, it's, it's no more, it's not, not much more complicated than that. And if you completely back up to the, the marketing mix, which is the most basic term in marketing, you know, price, product, place, and promotion, mm-hmm. it's all about promotion, right? That's where, that's the quadrant that we're in in marketing is promotion. Maybe a little bit of price, maybe a little bit of place, maybe a little bit of distribution or, or um, product, but not. But mainly, we're trying to sell stuff and promoting. Right. So anyway, the first step is just being a competent, just competence, gaining that base level of competence. Second step is to what, create what I call code sheets to build a brand playbook, and it's just a form. I have a form in there, and you fill the form out. It's the same form. You fill it out over and over for every one of your products in each of its markets. Mm-hmm. And you would be surprised at the big companies that we deal with when I take them through that process and say, well, let's fill out some code sheets. They're like, wow, that's, that's revolutionary. That's, and I'm like, seriously, you know, these are big companies. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, just getting on point with what your product is and the messages and who you're selling it to is like profound. <laughs> so anyway, so step one, competence, step two, code sheets. And uh, the third one would be? Well, the third one is the marketing mix, just understanding the promotional mix channels that you push your message out through. Okay. Right. Okay. So now think of it. Okay. Now I'm a marketer and I know my terms, right? And I know my concepts. So I can think faster about, about marketing, right? That's the difference between not knowing the terms and knowing you can think really fast and understand stuff fast. Now I've got, now I've organized all my code sheets, right? And then I realized that, okay, they're really basically four main channels I can push my message out through. I can push them out through publicity, website, social media, and ads. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's, that's pretty easy to understand, right? That's step three. Step four is to calendarize your, or schedule out all your messaging, right? So like in my company, we probably have uh, 13 to 15 different services or products, right? I call them products, but they're actually services. So I have like 13 different products and we have two or three and two or three sub markets for each product. You know, you got to say different things to different groups of people. You know, if you're selling tables to uh, daycare, you got to say, say something different than if you're selling tables to a hospital, right? right? They're different audiences. Yeah. So you got to schedule out all your messaging and quite honestly, for me, that's where the big money maker is. When we say, look, you have, 15 products, right? You have three sub markets mm-hmm. for each one. That's 45, that's 45 different groups we have to speak to. Now you have three or four messages that you want to say to each of those groups. Okay. So now we're in the hundreds. Okay. Now let's schedule those out because marketing is like teaching, right? You're, you're, you got to teach people about products. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's. So, and so what are we going to teach them? And then how many times are we going to have to say this to them? Because you can't teach somebody, you can't, you know, if you were doing a class or like somebody's listened to this podcast, right? They listen to it once. They're not grasping everything. Right. They're hearing it. They're kind of getting it, what have you. In marketing, you got to go over and over and over. Well, holy cow, when you put that to a calendar in step um, four, you realize that you have a lot less money than you thought you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot bigger job. 
And the next step is to control your control your staff. Step step five and six really go together. Your think think of it like this: your creative people are like thoroughbred horses. They're amazing. They're they the speed, the power that they, they're just very cool people, right? But you don't just leave your thoroughbreds to run around like they're crazy. You put them on a track. You got it. You race them, mm -hmm. right? You put them on a track. So you got to build that track for them. You have to control them. You have to control your creative people and they love it. They just creative people love structure. You wouldn't think they would, but they do. They love the structure. They'll, they produce better with structure. Mm -hmm. So the last two steps control and your creative staff go together. You have to build this racetrack for them to control them. And so in step to six, I talk about the creative people just a little bit and, um, and tell them, uh, tell the audit, tell the readers just a little bit about each group, you know, writers, publicists, graphic designers, how they think and mm -hmm. how you kind of got to work with them. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you know, the book, you can read it in an hour. You can, the CEO's guide to marketing can be read in an hour. You probably want to read it four or five times. And it's, and it's like a how to book. It's mm -hmm. not something that you're going to, going to just read and you actually step by step are going to be going through this with your products and writing stuff down and, and building something. And when you're done, I tell people you'll be the smartest marketer in any room. If you buy my book, you read it, you, and, and you implement it, mm -hmm. you'll just be surprised when you get into these groups of people and they don't have a clue what they're doing and you know exactly where you're going. So it's pretty cool. I think it's really helpful for people. And I'm not going to make any money off the book. I don't really care. I made plenty of money in my life. I don't need it. But I was just frustrated by the fact that you have all these people out there calling them marketing experts that couldn't find their butt with both hands, you know. <laughs> anyway. Well, you know, one <laughs> of the things that, that obviously speaks to the, the book itself is that uh, you did win an award for it back in 2018. So somebody paid attention to it and obviously it has produced results from people using it. Is that a fair statement? Our clients love it. Our clients love it. It takes some work. It's not like, and you know what else, Peter, there's a lot of people out there that just really aren't willing to do the work. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier to just say, call your product, your brand, right? And so then I just, well, this is our brand and our brand's wonderful. And we're really working hard on our brand and what have you. All they're doing is they're using product as a synonym for brand or mm -hmm. brand as a synonym for product. They should be saying, this is our product. We really like our product. We're working hard on our product. That's what you should say. Mm -hmm. A brand is a definition people hold in their mind of a company and its offerings. That's a much different thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to deal with that definition that people are holding in their mind, that's a big task. You know, it's a big job to be able to do that, you know, fiddling with people's brains and how they think, you know, that's a, that's a pretty, you know, getting them to think what you want them to think. Good luck with that. How many times do you give somebody some instructions and, <laughs> and you ask them to repeat it and you're like, are we even on the same planet? I just told you this. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> anyway, I get off, I get off on a tangent a little bit about this. I've, I've had to deal with, you know, I've sat in so many meetings and listened to these boneheads for, so many years, I'm just sick of it. You know, mm -hmm. that's why I wrote the book. I just, I, I just finally got sick of it and thought I gotta try to fix this anyway. Well, let me say this: the fact that it's a bestseller on Amazon and that you won an award says that somebody's paying attention to it, and obviously it has some substance to it. People don't buy books and uh, give them awards if there's if there's no substance to that. So, 
Let me say, Lonnie, you have provided us with an awful lot of good, solid information here. And I want to thank you for being a guest on our show. And just uh, do you have some closing remarks you'd like to give to our listeners? I would just say to the public relations folks out there, marketing has become a big part of what the, the opportunity that you have. There's a tremendous amount of money to be made there, whether you're an agency dealing this, with this or whether you're within a company doing the public relations for them. I would say grab a hold of that marketing and the best, the shortest route to probably doing that. And I'm, like I said, I don't care whether you buy my book or not. I don't. But buy the book. It's, it's awesome. It's simple. It's easy to understand. And it will really help public relations people grasp marketing probably better than most marketing firms. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lonnie, thank you again. And let me say I really did appreciate it. And I'm sure our guests, uh, our listeners, will appreciate the, the wisdom you've imparted. And again, to my listeners, thank you for listening. And please uh, join us for the very next edition of the Public Relations Review. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies, an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us. Hi, this is Peter Woolfolk speaking. Now, first of all, thank you so very much for listening to the podcast. Now, I am very excited to let you know that the podcast is now available on Amazon Alexa. You know the drill. Simply say, Alexa, play Public Relations Review Podcast, and she'll take it from there. And again, thank you for listening. And if you enjoy the program, please become a subscriber. Now, on to the podcast.